don't drop into a, a Scottish accent, John. The Sunday Skypers. Burning Beards. In this episode, we commemorate, memorialize, I don't know, 10 years spent hurling 200 episodes, totaling over 300 hours of gaming into the void of the internet. If you have a high fortitude, you can find the prehistoric episodes through the link to archive.org. Since our Burning Beard campaign has been a big part of our 200 episodes, and we haven't been able to get back to it, we decided to do a one-shot in that campaign setting with uh, different characters having their own side adventure. For those who care about spoilers, this is set after the events of Part 43 of Burning Beards. So join our short beard dwarves as Will GMs us, John plays Uldal, one of Fandral's warriors, Tad plays Gunvar, an artillerist in Arbalester, and I play Osred, one of Ufgil's apprentices. There's Osred for um, uh, beliefs. Was, was there something you wanted to clarify, Dirk, about uh, the situation or something you wanted to establish before writing that uh, third belief? What our immediate situation is to write a belief about it. Loosely, I guess the situation was a little loose, but um, the point was to have a small party of dwarves be displaced after the dragon's attack on Scoria, reconstitution and so forth. So you're you're deep beneath the hold in tunnels that are unfamiliar, kind of in a similar situation to Flint and um, and his group just after the attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I saw a belief about shoring things up uh, from uh, Gunvor, so I'm thinking maybe there's uh, we should stick some. Uh, crumbling foundation instability down here so even if you have an idea of where you should go to get out there's no certainty that there's going to be an exit by the time you get there that kind of thing and then i was hoping that once once you either start populating your characters uh, with character or add relationships uh, such as uh, gunvor's um, uh, recruit artillerist that would mean there would be like situations for you know finding finding people or relocating people or that would dictate part of the um, of the situation the main thrust in my mind would have been like get to safety and if that's the the company okay if that's away from scoria okay uh, depending on how your dwarf sees things well, i've got a belief on that yeah i mean you get two fun- very functional beliefs here so it's not the end of the world if you don't have a third a case of seeing what develops and put it in there based on what happens in game. Yeah, maybe maybe think of a, an interesting instinct that, that would maybe be it. Is is Gunvor finished uh, masticating? Yeah, yeah. Uh... What do we have for beliefs for you here? We have um, we we have the recruit. Yeah. That you've clearly been separated from. Yes. Somewhere down here, and uh, shoring up the escape route. Uh, so that you can get to safety. Yep. And uh, scrounging. Yeah, I went ahead and kept the artillery piece belief. So. So salvage or construct, probably probably salvage. <laughs> give, it the time, give it the time we have. Yeah, we don't have time to scrounge things together and put together a catapult. Not really. So who do we have? We have we have um, 
Gunvor is the artillerist. Aldo was the axe bearer. Uh, he is the horn caller. Okay, so part of the dwarven host. Yeah. Uh, and Ostrid was the one of the servant dwarves or or camp follower dwarves. He's an apprentice of Kel's horde of apprentices. Oh, he was a brewer's apprentice. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. So he has no skill in that at all, which seems perfect for. Uh, <laughs> he, he just does all the what do they call it? Scut work and. Uh, Mm-hmm. You know, hauling things around. He knows the bottom of the mash tone really well. The first 15 years of your apprenticeship, you will scrub. <laughs> He's a guy who's kind of bounced around from job to job. And they go, okay, well, brewer's apprentice. I like drinking. Maybe that'll work. <laughs> then you end up working for Wolfkill. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and I have as a uh, family relation, Damul, a hauler. So he's down here too. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. All right, so so let's let's talk about the um, relationships that uh, are relevant for the the situation. Clearly, there's a there's a recruit, an artillerist recruit, but you are also concerned about somebody, a cousin, right? Mm-hmm. Second cousin by marriage, and this is um, Damul. Yep, he's a hauler, so he was one of the folks running the uh, mule train where we had to get here. Okay, but he's uh, he's in your midst presently, then. Yeah. Gotta have someone to kill off. I mean, uh, someone to protect. Someone to pay a persona point to be able to sacrifice. Yeah. Where to begin? Where to begin? Okay. So, long, long ago, years ago, when we were playing um, the Advent of the Dragon, some, somewhere in, in, the, in the gray maybe of 2017, perhaps, or, or 16, maybe. The dragon devastated uh, Scoria and uh, devoured uh, basically almost all the the humans who dwelt there in its reconstitution effort and uh, pounced around and burnt uh, large portions of the hold, forcing dwarves to flee and even some surviving humans to, to flee with them. Manner of heroics probably happened during this time. We're going to see on one little party of dwarves lost deep beneath the hold, trying to get back to the, the rest of the dwarves or whatever else might be safe. So so there's a loud crash, right? Uh, and there's just the sound of rocks falling everywhere and some muted dwarven swearing, right? And then we begin to see, uh, as dwarves do, this kind of faintly washed out, pale, dim view of a natural rock tunnel uh, moist, wet walls. Uh, there's a cave-in behind a bunch of dwarves who are who are who have been showered in in uh, rock dust. And uh, we see uh, we see Gunvor, we see Osred, we see Aldol. Uh, what does Gunvor look like besides the the whole dust? Gunvor is in a military uniform, tunic, and uh, has a something of a turban on that sort of shadows most of the face, but you see the gleam of the eyes and uh, the, uh, well, until recently, well-kept or well-braided beard uh, kind of sticking out there, which is now, of course, dusty and not as nicely kept. Oh, is is Gunwar like a, a male dwarf? I don't know what the cultural custom is, and so I was kind of thinking, okay... Well, maybe the outside world 
we're all supposed to have beards, so I'll maybe have a faux beard. One of, you know, one of the first uh, things we said was no bearded women. Uh, just you know, going into silly. Okay. I am, uh, well, this is a Swedish female name. I am smooth-faced. Okay. Just making sure so I didn't misunderstand. I thought it was uh, enough of a of a neutral name to uh, forestall that uh, question a little bit. But <laughs> I, I just want to be sure so I'm not, you know, saying the wrong thing. We're, we're talking a female dwarf. It's not a, a, a boy named Sue kind of situation. Right. Right. So, so uh, military tunic dusted, maybe, maybe some luscious, thick braided locks. Now not so well kept. Any other salient things? Notable equipment that would be hard to miss on a, on a once-over scan? Yeah, you definitely can't miss the uh, the arbalest that I've got. I've also got a hammer that uh, is almost more a badge of me formerly being uh, a mining foreman. Um, I don't really know how to use it as a weapon, but I've got it. Okay. And uh, otherwise I've got tools and just those uh, little traveling gear and stuff. Next we, we see uh, Oldol. Oh, he's probably at the head of, you know, he is the horn caller. So he's at the head of the, of this group of dwarves, you know, you know, striding forth. He's got red hair, tied up of his beard and leather straps, and he's wearing a leather, leather strap around his head to keep the sweat out of his eyes. He's got ear, he's got ear piercings, you know, rings in his ears, and he's carrying a big ass dwarven hammer. No armor, unfortunately. That's a, that's in a cart someplace uh, on higher up. <laughs> uh, he's wearing a kilt, and he dresses yeah, mostly in black. So yeah, he's the dwarf in black. Ugh, one of those regolith kilt dwarves. <laughs> uh, and behind him is is his cousin Damul. Damul is uh, not as not as big and not as big and imposing as his as his uh, cousin is. Looking more like he's been frosted with some uh, sugar, you know, frosted sugar, you know, from all the dust. He was a hauler, right? He probably has some some draps uh, uh, wound over his shoulder and like a little bit of bit of rope or something that he might attach to things when he's hauling. And finally, we have Osred. Osred and he's short and broad, even for a dwarf. Hair and beard are normally wild and messy. And he has on him a various collection of uh, his tools and other things that he just kind of picked up long way and thought might be useful. Uh, when you say tools, are we talking brewers' tools or? Well, he hasn't gotten around to actually being able to do any brewing. Like I said, he, he's done taking care of equipment, so he's got he's got a dwarven tools. So he's got hammers and chisels and uh, maybe pry bar. He's the guy who's been fixing the wheels in the wagon. Yes. Okay. <laughs> cool, cool. So uh, your your dwarven eyes are, are just beginning to uh, get, uh, get accustomed to the gloom and the low, distant, phosphorescent uh, light of some lichen somewhere. You realize you've, you're, you're probably like horrifyingly lost uh, some turns, a few turns back there, down some stair and, and down... Um, slanting crevice uh and then the shaking above started a kind of an avalanche of rocks that you just barely es- escaped being crushed by 
down here. Now you're like, okay, not getting back up that way. The smell down here, uh, it's not as foul as one might imagine. It's actually like oddly fresh, wet and fresh. And I think Damul sort of tasting some of the rock dust. <clears throat> uh, this is odd. What? What's odd? We're really deep now. The the I, I'm not I'm not smelling any any soot or, or fire at all. Me neither. I sniff. Yeah, yeah. I look around. Any of the scouts here? And getting around silence. Yes, just the four of you. Five. Could we get the herbalist? No, 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 no. Bramister is not with us. No, we probably rushed ahead down, uh, and now you don't see him anywhere. Well. Let's see if we can find our way back up to the surface. Anyone here good with you know better with the tunnels than I am? Are these natural tunnels or are they uh... natural? Yes, natural tunnels, great. So, but still, tunnel wise would apply. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see if we can find our way up. There's got to be a tunnel around here that so many tunnels that go back up. Look for running water. Maybe that'll lead us the way back up again. So that would be what tunnel wise to figure out which way to go, or that be something else. At least if you want to orientate, it might be orienteering, it might be tunnel-wise with a... Either or, or uh, orienteering with tunnel-wise as a fork. Well, I do. Ha- I can use my perception for orienteering. And I guess I'm getting help from the others, so... Anyone with tunnel-wise or orienteering can help, yeah. Oh, yeah, tunnel-wise. At what, two? You'll get one die. So I'll get an extra two dice. Uh, one for my own tunnel-wise. All right. No, I'm not going to spend any Arthur in this right now. Uh, if if you want to just get, understand kind of um, if you're going up, if you're going down, that kind of thing, that's not very difficult. If you want to maybe get a lead on an avenue up out of here. That's, that's what I'm trying to do, yeah. What's the base obstacle? I think it'd be three. Woohoo, five successes. So anyone helping, you get to record a, uh, an obstacle three test for whichever skill you used. Taking a few steps deeper into these tunnels and, and uh, looking around, you see how this, this natural tunnel kind of breaks off into three others. Uh, given, given the kind of uh, sensory impressions that you're very used to uh, picking up old all, you, you get a sense for the airflow and where things are coming from and like, okay, that 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 looks like it goes down first, but that's that the air is there is coming from above somewhere. So that tunnel over there is going to be the thing, and um, the the dampness uh, in the opposing tunnel there, uh, Osred. That's like okay, that's going to go down to some sort of water, probably like a subterranean lake or something. Probably not where you want to go. So the mole looks looks around and he's like, so so where would uh, where would your uh, your young uh, arbalester have gone then? I, I don't see any tracks here. <sighs> I think she would have angled up myself to try to get back to the company, try to get to some get some familiar faces and get some equipment. So, are you sure she knows her way? There are three passages. She probably hmm. it would be just on instinct, I guess, on uh, feeling how the rock feels under the feet. So basically. Running in blind panic. Basically, yes. <laughs> I'll get down and start and just feel the rocks. Okay, the one that's I think it's going up. Is it smoother or, more, or rougher? 
I'm just feeling the floor in my hands. Yeah, so none of the none of the tunnels really lead up. It's more like the the one tunnel that uh, slopes gently downward has an air draft that is definitely from above. So even if it slants downward now, it's going to probably go up eventually. If she's running on a blind panic, she wouldn't go down either one of these. I, I sort of stop and with my hammer just whack the wall just hard enough to leave a, leave a mark by the tunnel I think is going it may lead back up. All right. She wouldn't have gone that way because it leads down. She wouldn't have gone that way because it leads down. I point to the one that's flat. She probably would have gone down that one. Let's go for a bit if we can't. Yeah. If we, let's go for a bit. And then if we don't find anything, we have to be, to be turned back. And we mark every fork we, we come to so we know which way to come back on. Sound reasoning. Let's go. So we'll go on ahead. And I'll softly call ahead. I don't want to shout too loud and start another rock fall. I'm following along because, you, you know, got to keep you safe. So I think we go in a group. So you can hear your faint echo going down the, the stone. Perhaps at the very limits of perception, you hear something that you think might be a gasp far ahead of you. There's someone down here. It might be her, might be somebody else, but we better check it. So I uh, go on a bit faster. Okay. Slow down. Speed gets you dead. The rock around you begins to change. Uh, if it's been uh, kind of a natural half-slanted uh, cave tunnel, it begins to kind of uh, straighten up. It becomes a little narrow and and tall-ceilinged, uh, almost like you're walking through this crack in the mountain and you're at the very like bottom of this uh, gravelly, although moist and muddy kind of floor. Uh, at the very bottom of this like really, really narrow chasm. And somewhere far ahead of you, you see like a flickering, like a faint uh, bluish-greenish flickering that does not have the characteristics of like a, a still, faint, um, like phosphorescence of lichen. Might be a weird lantern. It might be something else. But you're beginning to see that. And as you're approaching this, uh, you see like a a mound uh, of, of dimness, of, of deeper dimness on the cavern floor. Uh, and as you approach, you see that it's uh, a figure, a person. And this faint reek of soot and smoke comes to your nostrils. And pretty quickly, you, you realize and recognize that this, this is not a dwarf. This is a human. R- completely wrong proportions for a dwarf. Just a quick look uh, tells you that uh, they've been slammed against the wall, both walls, right and left, several times before deposited in the middle of the the cavern. They're kind of battered and broken. uh, And you you can hear like the faintest wheezing uh, out of of the the human's windpipes, but it's it's dying down. Still alive? Anybody have any go with medicine? No, I'm afraid I don't. I think it lasts long enough for us to Take him along on a stretcher. Do we have a stretcher? We don't have a stretcher. I heard somebody breathing, and I think it's probably that that person right there. But maybe he's seen somebody come past, or can tell us what happened to him. The glow we see is... Are they glowing, or is it... No, this is beyond. This is somewhere ahead. It's kind of uh, reflecting on the, on the wet stone walls from somewhere ahead. Okay. Well, I'll at least go up to him. See if he wants water or anything. It needs any kind of comfort in his final moments. See if 
they're conscious or if you start poking this this man there's a little stirring of life uh and a, a very very ragged breath but their face has been very badly battered like half of the face is like completely swollen up and bloody and and shut right and probably the jaw's been dislocated or broken but uh one one kind of bloodshot terrified eye looks looks uh, up at you probably blind uh, humans don't see as well as you do and you don't have any like particular light source with you so the fa- the faint glow from beyond is probably all this human can see and so you're like these scary <laughs> like dwarf shapes crowding around right relax fellow relax we're here to help you gently here, pat here. down his hair try to calm him we- Plop the the wineskin of beer and go here. Have a little drink. This might help. <laughs> Wolfgel says it always helps. <laughs> uh, he sputters a bit and gets some down, and then uh, some of it comes back up again with with blood as he coughs and he wheezes terribly. And he gets out one word, uh, and it's in probably in like the whatever trade language that you dwarves share with the humans, since you trade a lot. Uh, and the only word uh, he lets loose is troll. And it's not that deep and, and certain. It's more like troll. Oh. Mm. Is that faint light moving we see and, ahead? And it, yeah, yeah. So the, he raises like a, a shaky hand and points with a, with a finger to, toward the, the flickering. And he tries to croak something, but then uh, he starts to choke. You want to save this guy then you're you're gonna to have to try some field dressing or chirurgery or something i have no skills whatsoever in saving people's lives taking them yes quite easy but saving them that's uh, i look at the others so when we beginners luck this it's based on what perception was it first aid or field dressing or chirurg i field dressing would be the likelier perception and the obstacle is based on the amount of injury so, uh, an obstacle six? Yeah, it's going to be like <laughs> a 12. Not impossible, just really improbable. I think I'm compelled by compassion to try to do something to pull them together. And while she's doing that, I step forward in front of everyone, just sort of standing there waiting just in case the troll comes back. I'll, I'll try to help Gunforth. So it's basically a perception test for both of you in learning this... Uh field dressing then unless you have field dressing yeah no with helping it's five that gives him two right so you get two yeah so this this would unfortunately be an obstacle 16 test <laughs> the question is if we fail we're not gonna we're gonna do more harm than good oh most certainly oh that's an important consideration if we do nothing it's better than we do nothing now, is it 16 before it doubles, or is that 16 with the doubling? After, yeah. So it's eight. The base obstacle for, for dealing with this, this type of injury is eight. So success means that you stave off uh, this person's death, uh, and they will recover in time, such as they can. Failure means that you do not do that, and they will die. And you'll be in the midst. I mean, you'll be focusing on that, possibly, instead of other things. So it depends on if you want to devote time and attention to to this just about lost cause. Yeah. Unless you really min-maxed your perception and have a really super high. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a five, just like you. So we've got seven dice. 
so far to apply against this 16. That's never happening. I think I mentioned it before, but but uh, just to clarify, uh, I'm going to start you off with four fate points and three persona points, so you have some like stuff to play with for this one shot. So if if you didn't write that down previously, then write it down now. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to be pragmatic here and uh, offer him offer him soothing platitudes and. Oh, it's the obstacle to make him comfortable in his uh, final minutes. Oh, we don't have to. We don't have to test for that. That's that's. Uh... Uh, if there's a troll ahead, we need to back up. Go back. If your if your apprentice came this way, I just sort of look at you. Hey, is that, is any of us good at sneaking? Can we get a closer look? Are we just going to leave her behind? I couldn't. No. You look at my at my at my beliefs. Yeah. Right. Let's see if we can sneak a little bit closer and see what's going on. I sort of stopped and looked at the others. You stay here. I'll sneak ahead. More of us would just make it harder for me to sneak. So I'm going to try sneak. I'll just nod, yeah. I have no skill whatsoever in sneaking. How how many of you want to scout ahead? Just me. I, I, I leave, these other, leave the other three behind. Is that what the others are doing? I mean, I hope they're doing that. that. <laughs> well, since I'm generally curious, well, I'm curious about the, this human, I'm going to... See if he's got any sort of identification type sigils or anything. Money. Not money, just like so I could say, hey, found this guy in the tunnel. This is he had this on him as he was the important. He's dirty and and his clothes are a little torn, but you're pretty sure he's one of the lower lower caste servants that the humans employed. Well, anyway, I'm going to try to sneak forward. Uh everybody else is letting uh old old scout ahead on its own it's going to be hard to keep my feet i will probably try to at least keep old all in sight okay but you're letting him him take the lead. i'm letting him go ahead yes okay so it's five dice okay right just roll them and uh i'm gonna i'm gonna roll observation for other things obviously see if um pick things up you know this is a case where i will spend one art one persona okay all right i got three out of that all right, so you have three three successes. Oh, it's beginner's luck, right? So any successes that any observation-based type is rolling is going to count twice. Uh, all right. Oh, four. You sneak ahead. The, the tunnel slopes downward suddenly. Uh, it's almost like you have reached uh, a primitive natural stair with like these slanted, uh, ungainly uh, stair steps. And there's a kind of a bowl-shaped depression in front of you with uh, two different exits. Uh, and in the middle, there's uh, some sort of object that's kind of, for lack of a better term, fissing and sparking. Uh, you can't quite see what it is because the light is kind of intense. But you see some something like it might be a haft or a shaft or something. And in the opposite end, there is a large kind of bundled up shape bulky shape uh hairy stony like skin all around the room there's like it's like uh, the the grit and and gravel and dust on the floor has been kicked about and uh this thing is just now being wrapped up essentially by an enormous hunting spider which as soon as you kind of approach the the opening to the this depression room 
the efforts of a spider slow down, like it's listening or looking, but it doesn't change its posture otherwise. Just like it, it was, it was going kind of intensely trying to shift this big bulk and, and wrap it up. But then uh, now it's slowed down. Yeah, I start inching my way back because I am no spider breaker of moral. <laughs> uh, I start making my way back. And if I run into and I run into Gunvora, I will just go back, back, back. Hopefully, this tunnel we're going back into is too small for the spider to get in. Hopefully, I look around and I'm like, "Little chance of that," but I'll back up. You know, I wait till we we're farther downtown, then I'll whisper, "Maybe you'll be satisfied with that big meal it's got." And did you just tell me it was a spider? Hunting spider. It has the troll. Let me repeat that. It has the troll. <laughs> At least I don't have to worry about the fact that I don't have any boar spears or ballistas yet. I gotta find some of those. These would be good against spiders, too. Well, I'm going to say as we get farther down tunnel, your apprentice, if she went this way, she's gone to a better place. 66% chance she went down in something else. Or 50%. I'd hope so. Let's go back. So you're you're talking about this back and forth, a little hushed, right? And then the kind of flickering bluish-greenish light from, from down the tunnel is blocked out. Oh, let's hurry. Let's run. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be tailing Char- Charlie because I'm, you know, I got to protect him. And, it's, and danger's going to be behind us. So uh, Damol is, is fighting back. He's like, but, but uh, the arborist, we, we, we can't just run. What do we do? Do an ambush? Counter ambush? Run. Run right now. Run, run, run. If I have to, I'll grab Damul and put him under a, put a, uh, do a lift-heavy thing and carry him under my arm if I have to. Do a versus power. So why don't you roll first so I need a new roll? Uh, he gets four successes. I get, it's a uh, call on trade, so I get to re-roll any traders for free. Once per session. And I'll re-roll three traders. Hi! Okay, so he's defending. Which means he wins. Do you want to explode that six that you have? Sure, I'll spend a fate point on that and roll it. Okay, I, I can roll it again if I want. There we go. Okay, two successes above. So uh, even though he he is clearly capable of of lifting heavy things and resisting and and so forth, you you pick him up and drag him with you. And he's hollering like, "No, no! What are you doing? We can get back to the rock vault. We can at least set up some kind of ambush if it's coming after us." So we get to the fork, to the, to the branches in three. We go to the one I marked that I think led to the surface and head, start heading that way. I'd like to see speed here. Whoever of you has the worst speed uh, is going to roll, and the others are going to help. So I have speed five. Four. Five. Which means that uh, Tad is going to roll speed for, for Gunvor, and Gunvor gets two uh, helping dice then, or no, four helping dice. As I'm pulling you, and uh, he's pushing you. <laughs> Do I know what my obstacle is? Or is this going to be opposed? Uh, it's going to be versus versus whatever's coming after you. You're up against an eight-legged thing that's so that's kind of big, but uh, some of the tunnel is, is narrow, so it won't necessarily be able to exercise its full um, advantage over you. Okay. So eight dice is not too shabby. We're four right now. Only one of them is six. Roll for it. So, which is three. 
uh, you hear uh, scraping and, and skittering. Uh, and in your minds, uh, it, it's as if there's more than one thing coming after you. Uh, and the echoes probably also play tricks on your ears. But you uh, rush down and manage to push uh, Demol in front of you. You uh, rush down the, this uh, broader tunnel that should eventually lead upward. And it, it goes down into a kind of a depression thing and um, where it forks off to uh, in two different directions. One is kind of plain and one goes ever so slightly upward. Take that one, I point when going upward. Hmm, I need to slow it down. I want to partially collapse this, this tunnel. Okay. I have excavation. So that might, that should give me something. Anything I can fork into it. If you tell people what you're doing, maybe they can help you. Let's collapse the tunnel. I guess I can help with tunnel-wise. Closing off options. If you can convince me. Yeah, so Damul is like, if we collapse the tunnel, we will never get to the tourist. If we don't collapse the tunnel, we'll never get anywhere. If we collapse it, it will slow them down even more. We can get out of here. What if you drop a bunch of rocks on our heads? That's also a concern to me. Right, you want to you persuade uh, Demol here? Uh, yeah, I guess I have to open up, what is it, uh, persuade? Is that the skill? This would be persuasion. I will spend one or one persona, because I want him to come to go along with this. Well, I rolled a two. Scout's doing his straight up will. You guys are four life paths, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it would be, the base obstacle is four. I didn't succeed. Oh, and you have no sixes. Okay. Uh, he, he just shakes his head. Not, no, no, I can't let you do it. it it's too perilous. Then run faster. Too perilous. <laughs> so uh, he, he says, uh, if, we, if, we, if we split up, they won't know which one to, to go for. And then he starts looking around for a direction to run in. Uh, I grab him by his beard and said, no, we're going this way. I'll, I'll, go, I'll over the letter ride from, from the last time. So... So they're not up for for collapsing the tunnel, then we just keep running then. We follow the upward path, and hopefully that's the right way. After a a desperate scramble, uh, which gets so steep in places that you have to go on hands and and knees, you come up uh, through a crack in a wall into a masoned tunnel. Um, This is where the fresh air is coming from. There's a a nice, cool stream of air going through the, the narrow crack. Kind of refreshing. Any good designer will build in ventilation. <laughs> Is it narrow enough that a giant spider can't get through it? Well, not of the size that uh, that uh, old old described. I mean, unless they started crumbling the the wall or something, but that would take a while. Then at least we're safe from that creature for now. If it comes up this far, maybe we'll have a chance to put a bolt through its face. Now, this tunnel you've found yourselves in. It's a little odd. It has these inlays of mineral in lines along the walls, kind of like if they frame these bas-relief carvings. And the minerals kind of give off a faint uh, luminescence, very, very faint. But it's enough to tease dwarven eyes into a, a half-decent eyesight. And the bas-relief carvings appear to be well, you guys weren't in the Golden Hall, so I can't really make a reference to that. But it's, um, you see, you think some of them depict, it, like some of them seem a little grotesque to you, like uh, to your dwarven sensibilities. Like they, 
they have some kind of they have an element of not dwarf work to them uh although they're they've clearly been made by dwarves like they have influences art influences from elsewhere somewhere it shows dwarves and uh, uh indeterminate taller people exchanging things but the reliefs are kind of uh, scuffed and old uh and it's difficult to make out always what is being exchanged although in a couple of places you think they're exchanging weapons and the tunnel kind of uh extends to right and left uh, and uh in one direction there's a t intersection in the other there's uh there appears to be like a, a stone vault door, the inside of a stone vault door. There are little, what's the term? Like there are, are kind of stone where humans might put like a bronze plaque or something to com- as a commemoration thing underneath almost every one of these carvings. But there's no like bronze plaque. It's just flat stone that's been carved with, with runes. Well, I don't read runes. Neither do I. I can read. I can read. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there trying to run my fingers along it to sound out what anybody know what this says? Well, I'll go over there and apply my dwarven rune script to it. I think just to get uh an understanding uh is uh like a the merest routine, like to ob ob to. Okay. I don't know that there's anything I can fork here. Do you have history? No, I don't have any history. You said this was ob two? Yes. Okay. Three against two. You'll still get something if you fail. Three against two. Let's see how clear my understanding is. If it's like my uh, symbology, I'll be one short. Two versus two. All right. You make out a name. You think it says uh, Dooney the Fourth and something about a packed gift. There's a year carved into it, like a... Some kind of older dwarven long count, which you think might equate to maybe 200 years ago. Dooney the Fourth, packed gift, I don't know, maybe around 200 years. Kind of recent for uh, making blasphemous treaties with outsiders, but... Yeah. Wasn't there a Dooney back, back home in Mars? Like, was uh, both Kel and Flint were the talking and cursing about him. Sounds like not a very good guy. <laughs> Controversial anyway. So look at, let's look around this. Are we in a, a looted vault? Are we inside a vault? It looks pretty... Um, I mean, th- there's rock dust and such now, there, since there's been a vault in the, in the wall. But other than that, it looks pretty pristine, aside from some wear. Does this dirt dust look disturbed? Like, do I see footprints or anything has anyone passed through here ahead of us hmm why don't you uh why don't you open track or tracking that's a skill right yeah okay this should be very easy so i'll help all right yeah i'll help too i mean yeah there's more eyes the better if you have four perception it's one die over to um over to gunvor if it's if you have five perception then it's two uh, get one for me two so we're at three with help and advantages. And the obstacle, base obstacle is one. Okay. You have Pandora roll all ones. Ah, tie. Well, just made it. Look at all the ones you rolled. Yeah. Please don't say things like that. <laughs> roll. Yeah, between the three of you, you identify uh, there's a disturbance in the dust. You feel a disturbance in the dust. You see a disturbance. Um, Several disturbances in the dust. Uh, some of them seem to be a little older. 
some of them seem to be fresher, but there's no like indicating like nobody has left a big flat you know hobnailed boot print anywhere. So there's no direct indication of what might have uh, disturbed this. Uh, it might be creatures living down here, rats, spiders, smaller spiders, even goblins, maybe. So we got a directionality. It basically are going both directions down this tunnel, am I correct? Well, I mean, yes, you can say that, that things have been going back and forth. But what things and exactly the numbers is a little hard to say. So you said there's some fresher ones. Which way are they going? Uh, both ways. Well, I'm, I'm curious about this door to the vault. So it seems that you are inside of the door to the vault, meaning, ergo, you are inside the vault now. Oh. Then I'm heading down towards the T intersection to see where that leads. So as you move down the T intersection, you notice, you feel with your, your feet that the floor is a little uneven, just ever so slightly. And you notice that there are these bar reliefs, very faint bar reliefs on the floor. They seem to be depicting a dwarf king, so that with every step you take, you're stepping on the face of this dwarf king. Any chance of recognizing? I don't know the history of kings or anything, but I know stuff, but I don't know some kings. <laughs> well, with stuff-wise, you might understand, you might recognize some paraphernalia, if that's okay with you. Otherwise, you could beginners like history or something. Sure, why not? Have they made it so that you're deliberately insulting Mr. The Fourth every step of the way? Probably not. Uh, so that's, I'm assuming that's based on perception. History? Uh, I believe so, yes. Looking down as I'm walking, hey, look, it's a, the king or something. Anybody recognize him? I just hope it's not traps. I'll take a look at it without stepping on it myself. Right. I got the impression that it's like you can't help but step on his face at this point. I'm looking actually at the walls. There's no open mouths or open openings in the sides of the wall, are there? No, no. Okay, so I'm not getting any help then. Well, possibly from Gunvor, right? Yeah. If there's any runes I can translate for you, I at least know that much. Um, well, there are no runes. It's just uh, the character. I don't know if you have skills that might indicate, that might tell you something about stuff like a crown or a ring or collar or something. No. If not, you can always help with perception for opening history. Yeah. I think I can only help you on the perception. Okay. I'm a five perception. Okay, two dice for perception. And obstacle was what? It's a graduated test, so one. Oh, oh wow. And two sixes. Uh, you, you think you recognize the style of the depiction? You've seen it elsewhere. Some place around, like, the Marl Palace, the royal estates in Marl. Maybe some old coins. No, you're pretty sure you've seen, like, a similar carving, like, on a wall. Maybe maybe in the entrance hall to um, Marl's Palace, where they like make, make likenesses of uh, recent uh, uh, royalty. Can I get, get more if I open up the sixes? Uh, no. So, so I can tell you this much, that it would be a reasonable assumption to say that this is supposed to depict somebody that has or is or was a uh, king or ruler of Marl uh, or a ruler of Scoria before they came to Marl. And we only know of one Vandral for sure family, right? So this is either Vandral or it's Vandral's forebear. Which I've got the name for somewhere, but I don't know whether Osred would remember. Maybe goes, looks a little like Vandral. Hmm. 
I sit there and brush away some dust. Makes sense. Got the same eyebrows. Well, he was on about something after all. Well, looking around. This is a vault. Do you think it's a tomb or just a That's why I'm heading down here. We'll find out. Uh, right. At the middle of the, the, the intersection, when you come down the intersection, has like a little fount that has been uh, carved into uh, stone. It's still pouring ever so slightly. It's the, the clearly not enough pressure to have the old kind of fountain fount stuff pour out of the wall. Out of the wall. But there's like a thin little taper, for lack of a better term, of water pouring down. There's a like a carving of a face there too, um, but this is not the same uh, face. This is a dwarf, and uh, it's a very stern-looking uh, dwarf face. Uh, and you get the impression, all three of you, all four of you, in fact, uh, even though one of them is controlled by me, that this is supposed to be like a an aggrandizing version of like this is like a, somebody's uh, vain stone portraiture of the, of them. But it's not the same face that we saw on the floor. No. It's like, you know, look at me, how mighty I am. And uh, here, here's the, my life giving, giving water or something. Yeah, for the inclination or the time, I could probably fix that. But I've got more pressing concerns. Right or left? What do we see looking those two directions? There are two very short like corridors, and then they both turn in the same uh, direction. Uh, ahead again in the same direction you're facing when you face the face <laughs> you face the carving in the could be going to the same room that's what i think yes yeah very likely my guess is that there'd be some grander hall beyond so i start walking down there to take a look rather than speculate on it so turn in the corner it appears that this is simply a fork that uh, as you uh, guessed opens up into the same place and what you're faced with is kind of a miniature hall um, miniature, grandiose, kingly hall. It's almost like made in a in a style that's supposed to be a replica of the Scoria throne room, with these elevations, step elevations that, that uh, rise and rise. And there are dusty uh, dwarven suits of armor, not you know the fancy dwarven mail stuff, unfortunately, but functioning armor, although old. There are chests. Uh, lining the walls, there are there is a, a long table, a feast table at the bottom of this uh, kind of miniature step uh, plinth uh, or, or, or dais, I should say, with with this normal size table or a miniature table. Well, when I say miniature, what I mean to say is that it, it's it's like uh, somebody couldn't build like a proper palace dining hall, so they made a smaller version. I don't mean to say that you walked into a dollhouse. So it's an ordinary, quote-unquote, like dwarven feast table of stone. And there are 12 seats uh, at this table, and 10 of them are occupied by dwarves. Uh, And these dwarves are long dead, long dead. But they're sat there sitting upright, and uh, there's a gleam around a few places like around the neck uh, around wrists that appear to be some sort of uh, metal wire as if they've been post and and put there put in place so somebody is is uh, raising a toast in death somebody is bent over in death and held in place by these wires right it's it's almost like there's a wire frame underneath their clothing or something that's holding them in, in place 
This guy was really a weirdo. There's a magnificent smaller copy of the Dragon Throne of Scoria Deep on the top of uh, the steps. There how many empty chairs again around the table? Two. I would recommend probably not sitting in them. I'm not looking to sit in them. I'm looking to go to the chess. I'm looking at the dwarven armor. Ooh, I could use some, but this is someone's burial uh, goods. I have a feeling. The chests uh, are securely locked. Get out my hammer and my chisel and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Might be something in here that would be useful to get help us back. Uh, I wouldn't rob from the dead, but... Lose ten points, lawful. <laughs> Gosh, this guy's worth stealing from. It's not quite what I care about, though. I don't know that she takes shelter in a tomb, but I'll look around. Well, we've been talking enough that she would have come out. I'm going to look at the throne and see if there's anything like switch or something you push, and maybe it's maybe this throne is covering something. Because if this is a tomb, where's the sarcophagus? Unless they tied him to his chair. Did they tie him to his chair? Or is the throne empty? Uh, the throne is empty. So um, I guess I'd be doing observation to look to see if there's any obvious switches or stuff on it. That would be perception. No, no, I just read up on it. It said discover hidden things such as traps. So at least it's for traps. But, if, you know, I'm actually not looking for a trap. I'm looking for a secret door or a secret thing. So I don't know if that's observation or perception. Uh, it is perception if you're looking for switches and, and such. All right. I can't fork an observation then. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to spend Arthur on this. What's an obstacle I'm going against? Uh, one. Ah, and I got a six. Would it behoove me to pop that six? No, no. So uh, as we begin to hear the reverberations of hammer and chisel, you take uh, the steps up the um, the to the the dais. You look about the what's it called the um, the, the the throne, and um, you notice the the hooks where Gothar's hammer is traditionally supposed to hang, which is em- which are empty. Uh, and you notice pretty much right away that one of the hooks it can be uh, manipulated, pulled down. I pull it down. So as you do, you can hear a series of clicks and chunks in the wall behind um, the whole dais, and uh, there's a heavy chunk chunk of of you know maybe stone locks shifting there's a uh dusty cough as uh some portion of the wall is is freed from the rest and uh begins to sink inwards doesn't make any grinding sound as it as stone rubbed against stone oh it's not it's not being it's not being ground against anything really well made a neat mechanism i wonder how they did that so as it sinks into the the part of the wall sinks into the wall and then swings aside there's a some kind of chamber behind this chamber wish i had a torch oh what the hell look inside right it's it's dim uh, but you seem to sense a room that's almost as large as this one. And there's a hint from the, the faint light in here that, I mean, you can see some, some stone surfaces in there, and they seem to be scrawled and, and becrawled with runes. I poke my head out. Anyone have the makings of a torch? I'm sure I've got 
I'm making the one here. You find me something to burn, I can burn it. Yeah, sure. You want to you make a torch, then, then fire building ob two. Yeah, I'm trained in fire building, and my exponent's B2, so if anybody wants to help... Sorry, 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 ob one. <laughs> it seems bonfire is ob two. <laughs> That's one potent torch. <laughs> can I help with, like, say, scavenging, because I can just come up with some materials? Sure. Yes. Okay. One from his scavenging? Yeah, one. Here, take these shavings from the from the chest. <laughs> yeah, we can bind them up in a cloth and put it on this uh, loose paver. And you succeed. Congratulations, you make a torch. <laughs> There's runes in here. Lots of runes. So I'm wave it about and confirm. Yes, there are indeed runes. Well, I gestured at them. Uh, well, I pick a random spot on the wall or on the surface. You want to step into the next room? Might as well. I'll give him a couple of minutes before I'm like, me and his NPC are like, we got to keep looking. I want to know if I should just do time or should I have a test for this breaking the coffin thing? I'm not sure what I would test for that. So I'm just going to say that it takes a little bit of time to to hack the the chest open. So uh, I'm going to hold on with that for a bit. So you, you step into, after building the torch and... You know, sticking the torch in and looking around a little bit, and step, step me in. You see, room is almost as large as the um, the throne, faux throne room. This appears to be much more. Um, it's kind of like this ordered, uh, ordered chaos. Runes have been carved on almost every surface, but not in a haphazard way. It's, it's they're clearly in like proper lines, proper styles. Uh, some of them a little archaic, and there's a there's a central like a stone table, which seems to have been carved in the shape of what you think is like meant to be the layout of Scoria Deep. But it doesn't have like a, it's not like a mini model where, where you have height, like accurate height maps and, and such. It's more mostly like this is, this is clearly the shape because you can see like this is where the doom gates, uh, the entrance into Scoria Deep proper from the underway uh, open up. And th- this is where the other underway leads off north to um uh, to breccia hold etc right and on uh this large table there are a number of stone tablets that are also becrawled with runes there's also a like a uh, what appears to be like a golden goblet uh, well he's got all his planning documents in here maybe look at that uh, layout of scoria and see if uh this vault is depicted anywhere there in relation to the main map of Scoria. You are here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Unfortunately, there's no uh, there's no theme park map. <laughs> so it's not like I can see any other any depiction of where the tunnels go from here. No. It's it's um, to be clear the while the table is quite large, uh, it is not detailed to the point where uh, you can see individual streets or okay. something like that. It's more like a it, it would be um, what's the term? It would be like the Picasso flat Picasso version of <laughs> it's like neighborhoods. Yeah. yeah, it's more like that. Or districts. Very broad zoning sort of things. It does have a few depressions, like uh, circular depressions, as if something goes there. But that's it. Well, uh, let's look at the circumference of that uh, of the base of that golden goblet and compare it to the circumference of these round 
depression. Uh, the bottom of the Golden Arms is far, far wider than the than the depression sense, unfortunately. Maybe once upon a time there were things like pieces that went into the depressions or you know, sticks or maybe maybe uh, stones with um a house or clan sigils or something. Who knows? But right now those pieces are missing. Well then, yeah. If we hold a torch over one of the holes, look down, do we see anything that looks like a switch? Or are they just, just holes? No, they appear to be like just stone depressions. Whatever is supposed to go in them is missing. I don't have any map skills. Can I still use my orienteering to kind of figure out where we are on that map? Maybe, yes. I'll use my perception. Well, I mean, you're not navigating tunnels now, so you can't use perception for orienteering. You'll have to actually open orienteering for this uh, base obstacle would be five. Aish. Okay. Gunvar can help me with their architecture. Yeah, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you that one. Sure. My architect is two. Okay, so one die. I'm not going to spend Arthur on this because yeah, if I fail, I fail. Uh, got six, but you know, I'm not going to waste. Uh, there's no way in hell I'm getting seven uh, sixes in a row. All right, so you pour over this stuff for uh, some time. Meanwhile, Osred manages to break open the first chest. You flip open uh, the lid and you're greeted with a what appears to be a bunch of uh, finery, uh, dwarven finery fit for a dwarven prince. Uh, shirts, uh, trousers, gloves, uh, hat, boots, you name it. And that's when you start hearing, not footfalls, but kind of scraping... Uh, sounds from from outside in the hall, the hall you entered through the the tunnels. I think I I run over to the that other entrance that they just went through and go, guys, we we got company. All right, get on up out of there. Yep. Okay. Get the arbalest in hand. When we get out, get out of there. Do I listen? Do I hear the scraping sound or very kind of faintly and very intermittently? Osred, Dumble, get in that room. Let's see if I can close it by reversing that hook. Uh, don't close us in there. <laughs> yeah, don't close it. But at least get them out of sight. All right, then just get in the room. All right. And thankfully the table and stuff gives me something to brace behind and aim. What if it's a prime girl? It might be, and so I won't shoot right away. I'll get positive ID first. We have the torch. Yep, there was the noise. There was the torch. Whoever's out there is going to know what to home in on. Okay. I'm looking at that armor. You know, I'll grab a helmet and put it on my head. Um, if we put the torch uh, near the entrance to the room, does that give us more advantage, or do we have more advantage with the torch behind us? Not really. The sounds are a little too close. You'd, you'd probably run into whoever is uh, coming your way. Okay. So I get set up, and uh, we'll see who, huh? who shows up. Do you stand there waiting beside the dinner table, I suppose? Yep. Kind of crouched behind the dinner table with the arbalest braced on it. I have my hammer out. So you see three very pale, spidery shapes come crawling out of one of the apertures, one of the openings into this room. Multiple eyes. Uh, they have these odd ridges across their bodies, and they appear to be like almost dragging these heavy uh, thorax-type bodies behind them. Like they're full of something. Shoot first, ask questions later. You have the arbalest, go fire first. Then I'll. Then we'll see about uh, thrashing them. I'm not entirely sure that these are a threat, but I guess, you know, 
You're our sort of officer, so I guess I will. So, crossbow. Any advantage here? I mean, you're sitting still. They're in a very narrow enclosure, enclosed space. Uh, Yeah, it isn't difficult. By instinct, I have to uh, build in aiming action. Ah, okay. Oh, what kind of, what kind of helmet are, did I pick up? Ordinary dwarf made um, uh, light mail. Okay, helmet. So a light helmet. Okay. So I think the aiming element is part of, of you just sitting down, basically, and taking your time here and, and training the the arbalest on the on the corridor. Yeah. Uh, so that's built in. Uh, obstacles one, if you want to shoot like the foremost or any one of them. Is there any advantage from that aim? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Take one okay. advantage. And you said the base obstacle was one. Yes. Well, it's a good thing I aimed first. <laughs> <laughs> well, you hit. Okay. So that I suppose is what? Is, oh, yeah. The these have um, you roll for the the IMS arbalest. Does that is that in the dwarf section or is it also here? Yeah, there's some. Um, I it, it's not full stats but it tells you that it's like superior quality and has a couple of modifiers there oh in that case you can roll an extra not that it matters but you can roll to die if you care since it's superior quality oh balance die that's right yes all right so i'm two to one uh if you want to blow that up you can with a fate you want to improve well i i'll give you bonuses to the ims roll why not only if you want. You can also save your fate. That didn't, that didn't push it any further, though. All right. So uh, roll a d6 uh, plus one. We're at six. Ha-ha. You, uh, you peg it with a magnificent shot somewhere in the middle of the eight eyes, and uh, uh, it uh, collapses onto the floor with a uh, thud, and it probably skids back a little bit with the, the force of the bolt hitting it. And immediately the others kind of scurry, scurry into action and kind of start coming into the room and split off in two different directions. They seem to be very adept at, like, sidestepping, not fast, uh, straightforward. What, what, what's my thing again? Strike first, ask questions later? Yeah, scream and leap. <laughs> Hammer out. Um, uh, going for the ones nearest me. Make a versus test then. You, you do your, was it Hammer? Yep, hammer. And since I do have a uh, uh, a dwarven hammer, I get plus one. Okay. I'm going to save my persona for now. Your, your spider assailant or, or opponent has one success. One. And, oh, there's a six in there. You know, I'm going to pop that six. Uh, hold on. What is your, um, what's your IMS for that uh, hammer? Or, sorry, your ad. Your ad. My ad is... Is two. Okay, so it's going to get you nothing. All right, then I'll save myself. Uh, so yeah, I smack him, and I guess I roll a d6 just for my IMS then, right? You don't roll since it's a straight-up uh, weapon. This is where you look at IMS, and, and you look for a mark hit. So I got add two, I got power three. It's power three, if I remember. If Yes. Yeah, okay. What's your power? My power is five. Okay, so a mark hit from you is a is a B eight, and these aren't as big as the scary bad spiders. So crunch, real ugly, unpleasant crunch. Custard everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Like greenish, sticky, unpleasant. Uh, 
goop. So we got that one, that other one that sides up the other direction. So, and this thing starts uh, um, rises up oddly, kind of on. Um, it's almost like it's trying to do like an acrobatics thing with uh, uh, like its front three pairs of um, of legs, uh, and then it sort of whips the back portion of the body forward, and this gout of like greenish steaming goop comes flying. Let's roll a die. Okay, rolls at uh, nearest, uh, which I guess would be old old, since you're right in front there with the, the hammer. Uh, why don't you give me a uh, regular speed versus apparently, yeah, uh, not very much. <laughs> one or zero? Is it, uh, is it always one or? I, you know, I don't think you even should since it didn't roll any successes. Oh, so I just dodge all the way. Yeah, yeah. So this kind of lands half some of it splatters on on one of the corpses that's been that's been wired up and part of the skull starts to sort of melt away and fall inward and i'm i'm doing i'm, I'm trying to do this a little quick so we don't have to go into the full on fight system or you know so i don't have to say well i'm going to grab a rock because i can do that in 6 actions instead of 10 is so a think of one action as a heartbeat if you're scrambling, scrambling around a bit, you can do things. It's we're not going to be super duper like um, round per round here. Is there anything? Um, is there anything that Osred um, would like to do? Something heavy that I've picked up, piece of metal or something. I'll just bung it at it. Okay, you want to throw yeah. <laughs> throw some? Okay, <laughs> your throwing skill. Congratulations. Do you have it or is it beginner's luck? No, I don't have it. Okay. So Dirk is playing Oofkill and his 6,000 learning skills. Okay. Is that agility or...? Agility, yeah. I'll give you a bonus die because it's a pretty big target. Base obstacle still one? Uh, yes. Oh, no sixes, but you got... Eh, you hit. Like uh, maybe a bit of scrap iron or something that I had on me. It's, it's uh, improvised weapons. Oh, here we go. Palm-sized rock or large rock brick, something like that. Yeah. Uh, roll a d6. Oh, oh. <laughs> not terribly effective. Yeah. No, it's like it, it bonks off the <laughs> it bonks off the carapace. Yeah, but it was it was a nice throw. It like you know it's a nice good arc. <laughs> you you've bonked that one. You, you know there, there's a rock coming flying at the thing. You're ducking away from you know the goop, and then you see the mole like rushing out. Uh, you know, with this little iron hook that he hooks onto things when he hauls them, attached to some rope, and he's like clearly running for the spider, about to like leap on it and like, hook it with his iron hook. Oh, can I do a speed test to beat him there with my hand? Be- beat him to the spider with my hammer? Yeah, yeah. Be a versus speed. I'm not gonna spend anything on this, so he gets no successes. Okay, so that's base obstacle zero. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, no worries. You get there first. <laughs> They're all sixes. Yeah. I get there first, and <laughs> it's hammer time again. So this time, the spider gets a one. Whoa. What do, uh, I got two sixes. Now, if I pop those, and they pop, and they they succeed, is it worth my while popping them? Yeah, then you can get a really, really solid hit. But this, this hit is enough to incapacitate, which means you're dead. So... So you, you give it a good smack and then a second smack and then uh, uh, Dumble comes uh, like leaping on 
<laughs> on two kids and didn't have time to stop, right? Like, so he gets goop all over me. It's like, ah, no. <laughs> Start wiping off his, you know. Ah. Right. So he didn't. He didn't land in the in the thorax goop. That is clearly caustic. Speaking of caustic, I'm looking into my hammer. You didn't. You again. You didn't smack the thorax. Uh... The abdomen. I smacked the thorax. I didn't smack the abdomen. Thorax is the upper part with legs are attached to. The abdomen is the big bubble seen in the back. Sure. Yep. Every day is a school day. So, so you didn't like smack the abdomen part. You smacked the cephalothorax, which is the middle part. Yeah. Backing off. That was that wasn't so difficult. So Dumbo's like is sloughing off this like goop with his hook. These are her children. She only sent three. What? What are you, the Spider Whisperer now? No, but well, I'm sure they didn't run across Bram because, well, she's a better shot than I am. She wouldn't have had any trouble with these small ones like we didn't. But I'm going to the hallway and I'm looking out. You don't see any more crawling this way. These appear to have been the three. I look over at the uh, at, at the armor stand that I took the helmet from and said, "Screw this!" I go over and start taking the armor off and putting it on. All right, uh, Demo will follow your example. Taking a um, suit. Hope you're trained. No. You know, Sestimal, between your hammer and, and this armor, we could probably take that bigger spider. No, we couldn't. Look, there are, there are four of us. Uh, there was only one of that, that stupid troll. It took on a troll. The trolls are dumb. What if we get a terrain advantage and put a few missiles in it first? Yeah, yeah. See? It knows the tunnels better than we do. So? These probably knew that the tunnel's better than we do. It could also be just waiting for us and down to that tiny crack and get us one by one. Yeah, so we'll have to face it eventually, then. Why would we have to face it eventually? Well, if it's waiting for us. Like like Oldall said. Well, I couldn't fit through that crack. Well, how else are we going to get out of here? The door? Door to the vault? That looks really heavy. I'm sure there's a way to move it. Let's go take a look at it. Has the door been opened? Uh, no, no. There were tracks in and out of here, right? Somebody's been getting in and out of here. Through the crack, very likely. If we can't open the door, it is a dead end. Yes? The um, air is coming from some channel somewhere in, uh, apparently, the uh, like the faux throne room. Okay. Well, I'll look around, and with my architecture, I'll be able to pretty quickly confirm, you know, where that ventilation thing is, right? And be able to find out how big that is. Yeah, it's, I'm, I think given your architectural skills, you'd understand that these are kind of narrow channels. More like a couple of inches across. and Yeah. Yeah, let's air through. That's it. It's not an escape, per se. All right. Well, go watch for the, any other spiders at all. I'll see if the uh, other guest here has... Uh, how many chests were there? Just two, three? Oh, maybe four. Yeah. Yeah, if you find the key for the door, you can work on that, and I'll go <laughs> look down the crack. There might be something useful in these. Yeah, there might be. Where did I put my key to my vault? I, I, I must have put it in the vault, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in case he ever wakes up out of the afterlife and wants to get it out. Yeah, we still haven't found a body. We found other bodies, but we haven't found the body. Because he's not dead yet. Yeah, it's only 200 years. That's like enough time to grow up i mean that was that was one of the plaques that wasn't all of the plaques so oh yeah there's they've had enough time and plenty more carvings around here yep 
And now is not the time for me to turn into Susan and try to document it all. I'm going to go down that track and see if there's more followers. I'm going to go to the vault door and decide if I can maybe, you know, spinning my hammer in place, excavate it. Uh, do you want to, like, make an ass- make a, an assessment? Yeah. Uh, you know, see if it's something that I could reasonably you know, break open. Let's make that an ob2 uh, excavation test to make your, your assessment. If we're doing this now, then I guess I'll throw in my tunnel lines. Okay. I mean, this is an assessment. This isn't like, hey, we're starting to dig, uh, just so you're aware. Then I can throw in my tunnel-wise, too, then. So I'll get two yes. on that. And no Artha. And it was a base. What was the base again? Base two? Yeah. Ooh. Uh, with the proper tools and a team of dwarves, it would take uh, a week, perhaps. I'd probably do it faster with a trebuchet, but... You and your trebuchets. We have to see if there's, like a latch or something. I mean, this was meant to be closed and stay closed. Yes, but do you hear those stories? Those uh, adventure-type tours are always getting into these places, so you got to be able to get out, too, right? Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me finish with this, this, this the chest here, and, and then... Well, while you're fiddling with the chest, do you have some wise that you want to test that might tell you something about, like... Uh... Something you've heard about how some weirdo dwarves get in and out of these things? So what wise do we want to call this? Vault-wise? Dwarven vault-wise? <laughs> Why not? Tomb-wise? Uh, well, dwarven vault-wise would be perhaps the most appropriate, but it, it could also be dwarven adventurer-wise, like if you want to have, have it be like uh, tall tales that, that you've heard them talk about. And obstacle. Which wise are you testing? I'm going to go with dwarven adventure wise. I say two. You get any help from anybody? I mean, do you, are you thinking aloud as you're hammering away at the chest? Well, I was saying that the, those dwarven adventures they don't get in these. There's, there's got to be a way, a way out to deal with that door. Can I help with suicidal bravery wise? <laughs> uh, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Uh, you gotta die from that. I'm, I say, I, I've heard of these people. I mean, you know, yeah. Let me tell you about. Let me tell you about Dindal, the uh, the late. Um, was what two? Uh, base obstacle was two. Well, I want to get out of here, so I'll throw a persona at it because I haven't used one yet. Who? I got two sixes. Ah. Hey. Two more successes. <laughs> okay. Just for just so, for shits and giggles, re-roll that six. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess keep rolling. There we go. Seven. Seven successes, wow. yeah. So uh clearly you got chummy with the the Bluefell company once upon a time early on <laughs> a few weeks ago uh, before they vanished. What kind of weird tricks did you hear from them about getting out of, you know, when the vault doors close behind you, how do you, how do you get out? <laughs> the dwarven architects always, they were always worried about when they're working on these things, that if the door got closed while they're in there, they wanted a way to get out. So they usually had a mechanism and they might you know, cover it up at the very end of the the build, but it's still there if we can uh, find uh, the right spot and pull out a 
a brick or two and that'll be like a lever that'll work the mechanism to to get the door open. Start checking for loose panels and the uh, loose stone panels in the wall or something near the near the exit. And y'all would have to come call me back because I'm studying the uh, potential counter ambush the spider problem. G- uh, Gunvor, you know anything about you know? And we relate the bit bit about the uh, hidden switch to, re- to open the door. Do you do you have any idea where we should look for the uh, switch? Yeah, you call me over. I was like, I can, I can spare you 15 seconds to look at this. And uh, come and, like, okay, engineering, what's going to be the uh, smartest place to put in your escape lever? Uh, well, it would be near the, the door. I level probably in the middle, just about. Uh, we can try these bricks right here. It's probably behind, it's probably behind one of the uh, reliefs. Like I say, about eye height, about the middle of like the inset wall or whatever, and say, let's maybe try taking this relief panel off first. Do you care about preserving the panel? Do you care about, uh, do you want to get to it as fast as possible? Do you want to try to like get the entire panel out? Do you, do you want to make a hole? You know, I love good craftsmanship, even when it's dedicated <laughs> to somebody as bad as this guy. So... <laughs> I can be a little bit greedy about that. So we're not ruining the the bar leaves, okay? <laughs> I mean, it'd be it'd be great if we had a crowbar. You got that chisel? You just kind of work around the edges and ease it off. I've got a crowbar. Of course you do. Currently using it to open up this this chest, but. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, it, it seems to me that that getting to the mechanism would be uh, a fairly easy excavation test. Anyone who wants to attempt it can, can, right? Even though I didn't roll, I feel like I applied my engineering to advise you, and now it's excavation to actually take the relief off and see if we've picked the right spot. Oh, that's my skill. Should I, ro- should I roll then? Do you also have... Ex- you don't have excavation, right? Do you... Um, uh, no. Gunbar? No, okay. No, I know structural weaknesses. I know architecture. I know engineering. But you could probably help with architect, right? You know, you know how things are designed and fit to, to fit together, right? So that'll be a die from you then, right? Yep. Any help from uh, Osred? Uh, Osred has tunnel wise, right? Yes. All right, that gives me two. That could also work. Uh, the obstacle is two. All right, no Ortha dice. Two. So with some careful finagling and loosing of this this panel. You get it loose and down on the floor besides its its uh, bed, so to speak. And yeah, sure enough, in a depression in the wall, there's a there's a, a stone lever. Well, grab it and pull. And uh, there's a there's that rumbling mechanism sound. And the spider is waiting for us on the other side. Yeah. Well, at least you said it, and I didn't. <laughs> yeah, you can hear how the locks release and the door swings open inward. And it does it without that scraping. It's as well made as the oh yeah, as the plans room under the throne room. There's a hallway. There's dimness and darkness, but it's a way out. You have a torch, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the torch casts its light out into uh, a natural cavern. There's a little stream that passes through um, kind of the middle of the 
the cavern tunnel that you're peering out into. Um, it's pouring down the wall and then down into kind of the middle of the um, uh, tunnel. It seems to be snaking down and kind of meandering about. Yeah, we can't discount that this joins back up with the other natural tunnels that are on the other side of the vault. Well, we'll have to find our way back. Um, this is important. We should tell Fandro about this, if we can hook up with him. Absolutely. I hand the, I hand the crowbar back. Do you want to keep on cracking open chests? Yeah, I'm already doing it. In the second chest... Uh, you find not just uh, finery, you also find some uh, interesting gugaws, uh, like some interesting jewelry. You, you find some rings uh, and some uh, necklaces and some, uh, some of these things are probably like uh, uh, marks of office from probably a, a, an early, early Scoria age of settlement. At least you believe they, they look kind of old and, and antiquated. Um, many of them have different clan sigils on them. They're not, they don't correspond with any of the, of the kind of symbolism or symbology here in this vault. If you didn't know better, you'd, you'd say they were like trophies. Hmm. All right. Well, we'll pack those away. Okay. Satisfied? Or, or are we attacking the remaining two chests? Hey, I'm curious. And I'm curious what there is <laughs> in there. <laughs> uh, so do, while you're starting on chest number three, Demo's like, all right, so we, we have an exit, but uh, we, we should really find... Yeah, we should find Bram. Yes. So we'll see if those other tunnels link up with this larger cavern. So start looking for other ways in and out of the cavern. Because mm-hmm, we know that at the very least there's a large spider waiting for us at the end of that. And no, we're not ready to fight that, the spi- that spider. You know, it, it could have moved on, but fine. That's true. It could be out here someplace. Right. So, so as you keep saying, we'll have to fight it anyway. Do some orienteering and try and figure out which way heads back to Scoria. Uh, since you, I'm going to use Let It Ride from previously with better the better tools you had available in there. So, no, you still have no idea. We worry about it so much, then we can't go back and we can't go forward. So let's look and see if there's a way forward. Wait, wait, wait. Are we leaving are we leaving Osford behind? No, we're not leaving him behind. We're looking around in this cavern and we double back and collect him once we've ascertained. If you're worried, you can stay here with him. You can stay here with him, Demul. Yes, yes, I'll do that. You know, we don't want to get spotted. Give him the torch. Is it totally black without the torch? It's very dim. Uh, now, dwarves are pretty good at seeing anyway from very dim, low light. So if there's even a hint of light, you'll have at least like a this kind of washed out, colorless, dim vision. Uh, it's not going to be great, but you, you can make do. Like if you bring the torch, you'll see perfectly. No worries. Yeah, and things can see us perfectly too. Um, he he is already has light technically from the luminescent uh, mineral lines in the... From the runes and stuff inside the yeah. vault. Okay, we'll take the torch. If you want to go forward out of the the vault door, then it's there's really only one way, right? Following the right. Let's follow the left. Let's follow the left hand side of this area. Okay, I had misunderstood. I thought it was a large open cavern that we couldn't see. You know exactly where everything ended up at. 
Uh, yes and no. It's not a tiny cramped tunnel. It's a larger, larger tunnel with a kind of central is real right in the middle, okay. running down from the back in the and water coming down from yeah. the crack. So we'll follow left hand side, but keep an eye open. Sure. So moving along the tunnel for a little bit, just by a crack, a little like opening, very narrow, kind of crack you would have to suck your gut in to pass through. That seemed to have natural light coming out of it. I'll take a look. It could be that uh, glowy bit I spotted with the troll. We'll find out. Uh, you see what appear to be uh, you're looking out into like a like a, a crack in the mountain. It seems to go all the way up to the surface. There's natural daylight spilling down. Mm. Uh, the sun. Well, we know it's day at least. That should give us some extra light down here until we get around a bend or something. Push a bit further on. Okay, think about this. If we go to the surface, we can then, you know, spot where where Scoria is and maybe go to the old surface entrance. That dragons presumably come in and out of? Maybe. Mark it down as an option. Back in the vault, uh, your chest cracks open. Um, you flip open the lid, Osred. You find a, an axe, uh, and underneath the axe there are a bunch of stone tablets with the with dwarven script. Well, for for Gunvor to try to read me later. Okay, it's a mighty fine axe. Yeah, maybe I don't I don't know axes though, so we'll have to take it to somebody else. So going for the fourth chest, or yeah, lucky four. <laughs> Jackpot. You find the trap chest. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so in the tunnel, in the big tunnel, you wanted to keep going for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Not too far from the from the pleasant influx of uh, of mountain air uh, and light, uh, you start to smell something foul, pretty pretty seriously foul. Some kind of rot, old old grease, like this horrible bodily stench. Troll. Life troll, dead troll, orcs. I mean, goblins. We could check it out, or we can go back and consider the uh, way up, maybe. I mean, if it is goblins, then we just calm down on top of ourselves. Because it's not just one goblin, it's like 20. Yeah, we'd want to all be together if we run into something like that. Let's go back. We can consider our options. And we never did come to a fork in this tunnel. Uh, well, aside from the, the, uh, opening into the, the crack to the surface, not yet. Okay. Let's head back. So as you're heading back, there's a, there's a rumble in the mountain. Uh, something clearly going on. Like the, it's a, it's a miniature quake, um, enough to make you stumble around a little, but not lasting. That's from the ceiling and yeah. Yeah. Some dust. No big boulders or anything, but there's clearly something happening. This is felt in the, in the vault as well. Let's go a little bit faster and get back to the uh, vault. So uh, you uh, uh, cross the stream and um, go back into the vault. Um, you find the tunnel uh, vacant when you come back. There is no dumb waiting or peering in, in your direction or down the, the crack by which you entered. Dumbol, Osred? Yeah, Osred, as you're working at the final bits of this final chest lock. You can hear somebody calling you. In here. Clang, clang. (laughs) 
quick step into that room, look around, run past. Do I see Demul in that other room? You do not find him. That idiot running. He went down the crack. I didn't say anything to me about doing that. Yeah, he was supposed to be in here with you. All right. Load a bolt. It is already loaded. We're in enemy territory. It's loaded. Gonna go back. Do we see torch down the crack? You do not. You have the torch, remember? That's right. We kept the torch. You guys are going fighter hunting. Maybe. We're going demo rescuing. If it means hunting, dealing with a spider, then we'll deal with a spider. But otherwise, we're going to drag him by his by his beard back up here. Maybe you could rig up something with some of this wire. Uh, got some clothes here. We got some the mannequins or whatever the the armor was on. Maybe rig up some sort of lure or something for it. We met me like a puppet. Yeah, something that would draw the attention so you could get a good ambush on it. We found a way to the surface, but we also found further on down a spot that smells of rotten decay. I'm not sure what what that is. And actually looking at the at the vault door, should we close that? We can always open it back up again. I suppose. You know, I go over and flip the leather the other direction and let it close. Right. And while it's closing, I'm going back to the back to the crack and slipping on in. What, meanwhile, Osred is rigging a puppet? Yeah, I mean, that's the most effective thing I can be doing. Okay. Tell me how you're doing this. <laughs> well, there's the wires that was used to, to hold these dead bodies up, right? Mm-hmm. So I've got some wire, I've got uh, all these clothes, and I've got whatever must have been some sort of, whether it's like a wooden thing approximating the shape of a dwarf that these that this armor was on right equivalent mannequins but they're the kind of basic stick figure put some of those fineries on with whatever that stick figure was we take the the wire and have that swinging at the an appropriate spot in the in the tunnel so that it'll draw the attention of the the spider they're drawn to movement especially if it touches the web uh, how how do you propose to fashion this with a skill? What do you have? Mending. I have mending. <laughs> which well, I also have uh, tinker, which is a call-on trait for cobbling together things, something new or weird. Okay. That's going to be more effective than my carpentry. Uh, well, you can help with carpentry, I think, for sure. They can do that while I'm heading down into the, you know, going after Demol. You know, let's call it let's call it a scavenging test for for cobbling together, and then you can get help from carpentry from from Gunvor. Yeah, and you can call on Tinkerer. You know, if things go south, if you just want to make like a facsimile, then it's up to any kind of more more convincing <laughs> thing would be more difficult. Want it to be convincing enough to get the spider's attention. Mirror the stomach contents from the uh, babies on it. Make it smell a little more like a living thing. It killed my baby. So we were saying scavenging. You said carpentry. I could fork in carpentry then, right? If you have carpentry, you can fork that in, yes. Yeah, I do. I'm getting help. Yes, one die of help from, uh, from God. Yep. Two for the obstacle. Mm-hmm. There's four. There you go. Uh, it's probably even a little better than you imagined. 
<laughs> I got four sixes. If uh, oh, do you? Okay. If better would be better. Why not? Yeah. Explode it. Make it not just scavenging, but cheaty dwarven scavenging. I uh, got five successes, so that's yeah. Okay, yeah. So with five successes, you've you've rigged out some some primitive dwarven animatronics. Pull some strings here. <laughs> yeah, if you want it to be on wheels, it can be on wheels. If you want it to bend over, you can you can have it bend over. You know, all those all those things. I'm just a fat, tasty dwarf. <laughs> we got big now. That's expendable. You're doing that. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Aldo is, is stalking down the tunnel. Do you bring your torch or? No, I leave. The, let them have the torch. I'm trying to. I, I don't want to call attention to myself any more than I have to. So first, things are dim. Uh, there's a kind of a irritating, uh, stark slope to begin with, and then um, past that. Once you've scuffed your way down that, slid down, you're back down into the like little depression, um, and you can go back to the, the intersection, first intersection where you wanted to collapse the tunnel. Yeah, I'm trying to be stealthy about it. How are you going about, are you, are you calling for, you're not calling for... Um, no, I'm just listening, see if I can hear him, because I figure he's not being stealthy. Yeah, give me an op three perception. Uh, I'm not going to spend Arthur on this, so up three. Ah, spend a fate point. I'm down to one fate point. Nope, I don't hear anything. So uh, you strain your dwarven ears, uh, and you, you can't hear anything in particular, right? It's kind of dead quiet, eerily quiet. Um, which way do you go? Well, he knows that there's a spider down that way. He might think she went down the other way we didn't go, so I'm going to go that one. Uh, she who? You mean the arbalist? Yeah, because if she went after this, went where the spire was, we were not finding her. And if she went the other way, then maybe he went that way. I'm, I'm hoping he went that way, not towards the spire, as it, 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 it foolishly went to the spider. So I'm heading down the other, the third choice. Darkness closes in; it becomes more difficult to see. And after a while, you're kind of feeling your way forward with your hand on the on the rock, squinting. Suddenly, you, there's this sensation of, of wet stickiness in your face, and you realize too late that you're stuck in something. Spiderweb. Damn it. And then you hear a kind of weak uh, voice going, ah, No! No! Away! A mole? And then you hear, um, Uldor! No, it's me, Bram! Oh, okay. Damn it. I'm, how much of me? Is it just my face stuck, or is my, is like, is my armor stuck, or...? Face, arm, front of armor, you're kind of, kind of badly stuck in. It's probably not impossible to pull yourself out, but um, you, you have to help me down. You have to help me down. Yeah, just a second. I got to get free of this, so I am going to try and pull myself free. Don't, don't pull too hard. They're, I hear them. I hear them about. Uh, I have no choice in the matter. Try to get myself free. All right. Uh, ob four power test. So just straight up, I'm not going to spend Arthur on this one. Ooh, I got six. There goes my last fate point. Osred burned all the luck. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I was playing with another dwarf. <laughs> so, so you start pulling uh, on, on the, the webbing. You start to feel in the webbing, like, almost as if there's a response. Like, you pull, and then something else starts pulling. Like, there's something coming through webbing and and bremister starts to scream and scream no no 
Uh, meanwhile, up in the vault, you're you're finally hammering the final final pieces into place, and you're you're very satisfied with your mock dwarf noble. It's almost a shame to waste this fine clothing, but you know, needs must. What do you do? Let's get on after them. Okay, I think by uh, right around this time, you start to hear kind of faint, faint echoey screech screeches. Yeah, no time to say anything. It's just like he's holding one side, I'm holding the other side, and I'm picking up the pace. Okay. Can we? I hope we can wrap this up in ten minutes. Yep. Um, for you, you'll be dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be fine for me. So you start uh, descending the the horrible decline with this thing without breaking it, uh, which is a bit of a job. But you kind of slide down with it and then sort of hurry down. Things are kind of dim, and you start hearing screeches from screams and screeches from the tunnel you didn't go down uh, previously. You're distressed. We know which way to go. If you made a torch previously, you probably had a little mini fire going. So I'm going to say you had a torch, mm -hmm. an additional torch. So uh, at length, um, you see this this uh, kind of uh, kind of funnel-looking web that's uh, that's uh, dominating the the inside of this tunnel. Once you get down it a bit, and um, Aldol is stuck at at ground level, and uh, you see Bramister kind of uh, deposited up in a corner. Uh, screeching and, and and pulling at the um, the strands, and there's there's like a, a, a kind of violent agitation in the webbing as as something is is uh, emerging. Burn it, burn it with fire. Stop moving, and then look to Ozred that he can. It's time to deploy your dummy, and uh, I'll let him control that, and I'll start picking targets. All right. So this big chunky dark spider ungoliant to whatever it's called in in uh, lord of the rings that style of giant spider sort of comes out from, from uh, the funnel web and you get a free shot there gunvor ob one plus one for your um thing and and plus one for your uh aim you have you have just enough time to aim if if that's what you need okay. and this isn't important enough to uh spend a persona depends <laughs> i i was jumping to a conclusion and making a statement Ooh, whack uh, roll d6 for ims it is a six wow okay uh you you peg it somewhere in the face mouth eye region uh and immediately it kind of assumes this kind of pathetic uh half stumbly uh like gait like you really really wounded it Oh, actually, uh, that's possibly what happens. I have to. Oh, two sixes. Unfortunately, um, that would have happened if it didn't have carapace. Sucks. <laughs> but yeah, so your bolt comes flying. But then now we get to see the brilliance of of your dummy. So the bolt like uh, slams uh, into the the carapace front and like flies off in a direction. The the spider is temporarily like uh, a little surprised by that, and then. It sort of tries to acquire where this thing came from. And that's when you have your, <laughs> your dummy thing. What do you do with it, Osred? I quickly got this lever set up, and I pull down on it, and it like catapults it up, out, into the web. And I'm pulling the wires, so it's making, you know, it's pulling on the web, directing the attention of the spider. It's thrashing. Yeah. Just make this an agility, um, like, manipulation Say ob two. 
Angle it at 45 degrees and apply 65 pounds of torque. <laughs> It'll hit the peak of the parambola at about 20 yards. And it was two? Uh, yes. Oh, fantastic. Okay, so in some weird army of darkness fashion, you managed to fashion a catapult, a corpse catapult thing, uh, or, or a dummy catapult thing with manipulation <laughs> wires. And you grab the attention of um, uh, of, of a spider that starts to make uh, swipes, angry swipes with its four paws uh, or four four legs at the, the sting, and starts uh, spraying or, or spitting, webbing at it. Um, so it's distracted for now. Let's see uh, uh, if you can if you can save one or both of these these people, these stuck dwarves. Get Bramister first. Harder to get to. Yeah, but that's why we get her first. I'm wearing armor, so I might. Well, you can always reach if I get Bramister first, but uh, but this is technically up to the others. Yeah, I'm just telling him Bramister first. Well, I think we want to throw the uh, the torch towards the web where the spider is. Okay. To cause it more consternation and distraction, and maybe hopefully pain, and then I'll yeah I'll take. A, a cutting tool I have, like ads or something, and start cutting web away from. I'd probably go for Old Dole just because he's close. Uh, do you want to go for Bramister or or Old Dole? Um, uh, I'll be going for Bram. Okay. Mostly, my question in my mind right now is: Am I going to do better with cutting with a with a bolt or with a rock shooting like an arquebus? There's really no shooting her out. She's too. Oh, there's no shooting her out. I was about to say I was going to try to get the uh, supporting web that's holding her, but I guess I'll have to climb. Yeah, she's not she's not attached by a single thread, um, unfortunately. Taking the most edged things that I've got out of my tools and climbing up there. I'm thinking given the distraction, Osred's, with the tool and all, it's just going to take a little time uh, for... For Gunvor, I, I want to. I want you to make a an Ob three agility test, not to get stuck in the web yourself as you're freeing Bramister. Since he's occupied, there's no way to get help. There's really nothing to fork, right? The it's a stack. It's a stack, so there's no forks. Five against three, man. I hope there's sixes. There are no sixes. You manage to free Bramister, and then uh, she comes loose, hops down. And you, you find that you're stuck. One of your legs is stuck. And, uh, you know, we see the spider beginning to, like, swipe at the fire behind it. You have a moment that you can try to tear loose if you want to. You're not quite as stuck in as um, as Oldel was. So give me a power versus three to wrap this up, I guess. Okay, we're going down to one persona to give me five. This may be the last roll, so you may want to spend both. <laughs> oh, you know, uh, the mortal wound thing. The one job, if you die, you die. <laughs> hey! Ah, you manage to rip free. Uh, you're all free suddenly, and you can you can dash away into the darkness or up back into safety. You meet a confused devil on the way uh, who got lost. <laughs> Snag him by the beard and drag him up. Well, now that we're all together, I guess the surface? Surface. Do a cut shot and you see a blinking Uldal with web still stuck to his face because that's not coming off for a while. Peeking out through the crack of the sunlight and going, well, I think Scoria's that way. Pull the the, the tablets 
out of my pack and go, Gunvar, can you read this? <laughs> Final shot is Gunvar getting like a, like, oh my God. It <laughs> says <laughs> <laughs> she's reading. There you go. Yeah, it was nice to be able to revisit that, that world again. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Little, 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 little flattened places maybe, but um, yeah. I know it's been an inordinate amount of time on the character creation. Did you? Did you over putting together a a campaign? Character. Did did you overspend time in the in the character? Probably. I I you know I spent of like almost the same kind of time that I would have on say Susan and stuff. It's like I've got to go getting all my got to get all my resource points spent. But finally, it was just like you just don't have time to spend a hundred resource points by a dwarven hall and this other thing and that'll spend your points and go on I mean, you don't have to spend all the points i don't have to no <laughs> and that, that's 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 what i'm saying i did unnecessary things i see okay okay well i mean maybe it was a learning experience at least so right no fun but uh in an ideal world i would have had a little more i would have taken a little more time Set set a little more time aside to think out like okay how do I uh, inter intersect all these things and not just do uh, an element of greatest hits but yeah I'm not dissatisfied I'm just like it it, it, it could have popped a little more that's that's how I'm feeling uh, I should have complained more <laughs> should you I'm an artillerist I'm supposed to complain complaining trait <laughs> these these tunnels are too steep. <laughs> Right. What would you have complained about, though? Mostly, I probably would have complained about Old All. <laughs> Give him a horn and he thinks he's some kind of officer or something. <laughs> no, don't go back here. Oh, no, we can't go forward. Yeah. This is too dangerous. That's too dangerous. Well, maybe, maybe, yeah. Mm. I, t- I tried to play Damul as, as like uh, a little bit of a, uh, uh, an overly heroic hothead. So to push for things, um, maybe, maybe if you had also been that way, it would have been like, I don't know, maybe it would have been too much. Who knows? Or done. maybe that would have made it pop more. I don't know. But I kind of had to, since John was playing very safe. Yeah. Despite his instincts. So, so uh, I, I needed to like put Dumble constantly in danger, pretty much. I didn't want to overshadow you guys' stuff either, like investigating or exploring. So yeah, balancing act. But uh, thanks for today. And oh, thank, uh, you. thank you very much. Next time. Have a good yep. one, everyone. Have a good week. Bye. Bye-bye. Look at the Thandral. <laughs> That's more like rolling a bunch of ones when you have like eight dice. It's the tag where I mentioned you can go to our page at sunday skypers.podbean.com, find links to all of our episodes, links to our Facebook page and MeWe page. You can email us at sundayskypers at zoho.com. It'd also be nice if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. And that's all I got.